0: Good morning, everybody. It is today, Friday morning. So uh, we're going to get into the Word of God today, and uh, I have something fresh on my heart, and I really believe it's going to bless you. I believe it's going to be of benefit to us all. So, uh, so I want to just get right into the Word. I see there's already a few people watching. Good morning, Eric, and good morning, everyone else watching. All right. So um, I want to start with. Uh, psalm 103 and i want to just show the nature of jesus christ and uh, from there on we'll we'll just look at a few things all right good morning martinet and good morning dini and marietta blessings all right so psalm 103 says bless the lord O my soul and all that is deepest within me bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and forget not one of all his benefits good morning janine who forgives everyone of all your iniquities who heals each one of all your diseases who redeems your life from the pit and corruption who beautifies dignifies and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. okay so god's nature from always has been to to forgive to heal God is merciful, all right? So when he showed himself to Moses, I just, just want to lift something out in Exodus chapter 34. He says, verse 6, and the Lord passed by before him. And this is now Mo- Moses hidden in the cleft of the rock. And God's hand was upon him, and God he, let his goodness pass before him. He said, the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful, gracious, Slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth. Keeping mercy and loving kindness for thousands. Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. But who will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. And the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So this is now um, how God was limited by the covenant. He, He had to be limited. This was the way that he, uh, he, he was limited by a covenant that man agreed to. Because this was still part of the plan to bring salvation to humanity. All right, so God is merciful and gracious and slow to anger and rich in love. That's his, that is his nature, and he wants to bring mercy on people. Now, people fell, and they submitted to the nature of of the devil, which is judgment and wrath, Uh, the nature of the devil, which is basically independence from God, and to seek their own way through the knowledge of good and evil, as we can see even today. All right, so that nature is opposed to God's nature. God wants to show mercy. God wants to love. God wants to forgive, and God wants to heal, that is who he is. But because man was given authority in the beginning, uh, God couldn't just... You know, it, people have this idea of an angry God sitting in heaven deciding if he's going to forgive you. He's not like us. So that's not the image. That's not the correct image. He He has been forgiving always. He has been merciful always. But because man ruled on this earth by the authority that God gave man, uh, God had to embrace that uh, which, God, which man said, that which God brought into the earth in order to save man from it. All right, so um, I've, I've spoken about this many times, but um, God created Adam and Eve and gave them complete authority. Adam and Eve sub- subjected themselves to the devil, so they were oppressed of the devil. All right, so uh, the whole of creation fell. So God had to bring a, a covenant, a contract between Abraham uh, between uh, his, his people. So he spoke to Abraham. He made a promise. He says, through your seed, the whole world will be blessed. All right? So he didn't say, through your seed, the whole world will go to heaven. He said, through your seed, everyone will be blessed. So he was still speaking. He was speaking about what he wanted to do on this earth, not how he wanted to snatch everyone away to heaven. All right? So, um, so he said, through your people, Through you, all the people of this earth will be blessed. And then later, he 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 appeared to him a second time. He said, I I will make a covenant with you, but first your seed will have to be in bondage for 400 years in Egypt, in the desert. All right, so later on, uh, so the promise came. And the, the the covenant came after the promise. So, 430 years later, here comes Moses, and he brings the covenant. Now, God was was bound to the covenant, and Israel was bound to the covenant, and there were certain benefits to the covenant, and there were certain uh, certain good things to the covenant. Can you? answer So, there were certain good things of the covenant. All right, so. For instance, here, Psalm 103, Bless the Lord and forget not his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities, who heals my diseases, who saves my life from the pit and corruption. So everything in the covenant was speaking, but it was speaking towards what Jesus would come to fulfill. But even in the covenant, God's heart is clear. He wanted to forgive. He wanted to bring healing. He wanted, but God didn't have the right to forgive Everything just like that because he was still limited to his covenant. So Jesus had to earn or buy or attain the right to forgive you perfectly because he had to take the punishment of the. And the wrath described in the law in totality as a partaker of the law, as a party to the law, in order to set you free, to, for, in, in order for him to gain the right to forgive you completely. All right. So I just wanted to bring this perspective. Let's just look to Hosea, uh, the prophet, chapter 6. Hosea, chapter 6. Okay. I want to start in the last couple of verses of Isaiah 5. Now, just bear in mind that we are still Bound now to the old covenant, but we are looking forward to the Messiah that would come and fulfill the covenant and, and set the people free from bondage. Okay, so Hosea 5 verse 14 says, For I will be to Ephraim like a lion, and a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will rend and go on rending. So he, rend the heavens. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come, come down. Okay? I will carry off, and there will be no one to deliver. All right. I will return to my place on high until they acknowledge their offense and feel their guilt and seek my face and their affliction. Remember, they were in the covenant and distress. And they will seek, inquire for, and require me earnestly, saying, Okay, here we come to Hosea chapter 6. Come and let us return to the Lord, for he has torn so that he may heal us. Okay, he didn't say who he was going to to tear. Okay, it just says he will rend and keep on rending. Okay, he will tear. He, he has torn so that he may heal us. So he had to tear something in order to gain the right so that he could heal us. Okay, he has stricken so that he, might, he may bind us up. Now, obviously, the, the puzzle is completed when you, when you uh, read Isaiah 53. But, uh, he was wounded for our transgressions so who was torn he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes that wounded him we are healed and made whole so who was torn jesus who is bound up us okay uh, who is healed us he has stricken who was stricken jesus we considered him stricken and smitten, and inflicted of god isaiah 53 verse 4 so that he may bind us up. So who was bound up? By his wounds we are healed. Okay? So uh, Isaiah uh, 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to proclaim the liberty to the captives, to bind up the brokenhearted. So the anointing binds up, and we are bound up, but someone had to be stricken for our hearts to be bound up. So Jesus was stricken. So he had to become a partaker, a partner of the covenant, In order to take all of the wrath of the covenant and make it a legal thing, he had to rule in this way. To come as a human being in sinful flesh, Romans chapter 8, he had the same temptations as we are yet without sin. Hebrews chapter, what's that, Hebrews chapter 4. So uh, he stood there with the same temptations, yet holy, pure, blameless, spotless, as a perfect sacrifice. For all the people that were uh, uh, on the covenant, but even further to them first, but to, to the rest of the world. So he paid the price for all of humanity by being, becoming himself the sacrifice. And with that, he was uh, made and declared by God the righteous God-ordained judge. So... Uh, John chapter five says it clearly. Jesus is the judge. So you are not the judge. I am not the judge. Not even the Father is the judge. Jesus is the judge, and He will judge justly. And how will He judge? Well, like this. All the sin of the world He has taken upon Himself, so He has the right to forgive. He He was torn, so that He may heal us. That's His nature, His character. He was stricken, so that he may bind us up. So, if you read uh, Exodus chapter 34, he said, and he will by no means clear the guilty. Okay, so he became the guilty. And that, he said, that sin will by no means just be just forgotten. It will be avenged. So, who did he avenge the sin on? Who did the the punishment come upon? He took it himself. Alright, so now... The whole sin question is answered for all eternity. How do you receive forgiveness of sins? Well, you need to believe the one who has the right to forgive when he tells you your sins are forgiven. And he has the right to forgive you on the grounds of his own blood that he shed for your forgiveness. And he can give absolute forgiveness that he couldn't give before under the covenant with Moses. He could not forgive absolutely. He had to forgive according to the covenant so that he could fulfill the covenant, so that he could forgive absolutely. All right. So Hebrews chapter 10, verse 15 says, The Holy Spirit adds his testimony to us in confirmation of this, uh, for, for having said, uh, uh, I will, uh, their, their sins and iniquities, I will make a covenant with them in those days, and their, their sins and iniquities, I will remember no more. He has the right to forgive the sins and remember it no more. So there's, there's one who has that right. It's Jesus. Okay, so I think some of the people realized that it was God who had the right and, uh, to forgive sins. But now he has given us that right and but more I actually like a command to forgive. Okay, so uh, I just want to take your attention to Matthew chapter 9. Just listen to this. In Matthew chapter 9, Jesus forgives someone's sins, and the, the law people is not too happy about it. This is Jesus getting into a boat, crossed to the other side, and came to his own town, Capernaum. And behold, they brought to him a man paralyzed and prostrated by illness, lying on a sleeping pad, and when Jesus saw their faith, so faith is what's making the connection here. He said to the paralyzed man, take courage, son, your sins are forgiven and the penalty remitted. Now, no one has ever spoken in that way before. It's just legalistic people, and they think they have to earn their forgiveness by fulfilling the sacrifices of the covenant. But here is the perfect lamb, the one that is the fulfillment of the covenant, the one who with his own blood buys the right to forgive. And he just says, he has the right. And he says, take courage, your sins are forgiven. Okay, so remember that what we've been speaking about the last two weeks, this purpose and grace has been given us before, the, uh, before time began, but it had to be brought out to public view. It had to be brought into this realm, first Peter one, for the sake of you. Alright, so for our sake, it had to come into time and space. He had to come and live it through on this earth. Alright. He says, Take courage, son, your sins are forgiven and the penalty remitted. So just get this perspective. No one alive at that time had the right to forgive like that. No one had the power to forgive like that. To them, forgiveness was something only God could give. All right? So they only knew judgment. All right? So now when we start saying, hey, you need to forgive your brother, it's not not like, oh, it's some command that I have to do. Why do I have to forgive my brother? Hey, hey, hey. No, it's a divine attribute that's been given to you by grace. You now have the power to forgive your brother and set him free. You now have the right to forgive your brother and set him free from the stuff that's keeping him in bondage. Just get that change, that shift in perspective. God is using you as his own body to forgive the sins of people. You forgive with his power behind it. You forgive with his authority behind it. It's not like, oh, if you don't forgive, then, you know, God is going to be stuck up with you and he's not going to forgive you. That's not the perspective. The right perspective is just this. Christ in me has the right to forgive. And he has, he has this heart. He has this character. He, he wants to bring forgiveness to his people. So he's going to do it through me. Okay, So we are getting this great privilege to, to part, be partakers of this amazing authority in the kingdom of God. To, to speak to people and forgive their sins. And to to set them free from the bondages that they are facing. All right. So he said, take courage, son. Your sins are forgiven and the penalty remitted. Now, verse 3. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, this man blasphemes. He claims the rights and the prerogatives of God. Imagine that. In that time, someone saying, hey, your sins are forgiven, man. Hey, blasphemes. No one ever heard those words before. Because who are you to tell me that I'm forgiven? You don't have the right. Okay, so if you like your bondage so much, be my guest. But we do have the right to forgive. Because Jesus has the right to forgive. And he has uh, authorized us. He has given us by delegation the authority to forgive sins. And I'll prove it to you. All right. He says, For which is, okay, uh, verse 4. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil and harbor malice in your heart? Why do you think evil and harbor malice in your hearts? So God thinks it's evil if we don't forgive. Because it's against his nature. Verse 5. For which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven and the penalty remitted. Or to say, get up and walk. But in order that we may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Okay, it's his right to forgive sins and permit the, uh, remit the penalty. He said to the paralyzed man, get up, pick up your sleeping pad and go to your own house. And he got up and he went away to his own house. When the crowd saw it, they were struck with fear. All right, listen. Forgiveness is a much greater thing than just, oh, I forgive Sally because she did this and this and this. And hey, 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 get a different perspective. You have been given the Almighty God's authority to forgive someone and get them out of their bondage. So it's up to you speaking a word for someone else to live a free life. Just get that perspective. You are not there for yourself. You are not helping anyone by holding a grudge. What you're actually doing is you're ministering to yourself what they are struggling with. So, I think the best thing to do is just say what God says. So, what's the one thing that Jesus says? Rise up, take your bed and walk. Your sins are forgiven. He, <clears throat> Jesus didn't walk around speaking much. Now and then, you know, he would go the thousands gathering and he would preach to them. But most of the time, he would just say, your sins are forgiven. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Take your bed and walk. John chapter 5, do you want to walk? I have no one to put me in the pool. He so just rise up, take your bed and walk. It's not in the amount of words you say. But it's, do you believe that you have the right to say those words? Do you believe that you have God's authority to say it? When you say to someone, listen to me, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven you. Rise up, take your bed and walk. Then the sickness goes. All right? So something happens when Christians who believe in Jesus start forgiving sins. Something happens when Christians who believe in Jesus start proclaiming healing over people. The power of God, the authority of God is released. And that person can actually receive forgiveness and can actually receive their healing. Christians, you need to openly, in loud words that people can hear, tell people that they are forgiven. It's, it's not about admitting defeat in an argument. It's about ministering a life to someone who really needs it. It's not about winning the argument. It's about saving a life. So let's, let's just think about what nature is, is active. What nature is active in a person? Okay, so they did something wrong to you. Okay, great. I'm not the judge. Jesus is the judge. But now there's one thing in his authority for judgment that he has delegated to me, to you who believe. And he said, forgive Do you know what a powerful right and prerogative that is to forgive a sin? Do you know how powerful it is? If I understand how powerful it is to have the authority and right to forgive sins, I will never walk by a sick person again. They will all just stand up and walk. All right? So I want to tell you, listen, don't think you feeling guilty or feeling bad or feeling ashamed or is, is good and, you know, it's, it's punishment because you did, did something wrong and you take that shame and guilt so that you could feel bad so you don't do it again. Hey, 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 don't meditate on the evil stuff. Don't think evil in your heart. Your sins are forgiven. Rise up, take your bed and walk. With other words, turn your back on the stuff that's been keeping you in bondage and walk away from it whether that stuff is some compulsive behavior, whether that stuff is some addictions, whether that stuff is just, you know, you, your, your mouth that you need to get into control, whether the, whatever it is, whether it is uh, sickness, all the effects of the fall of man is removed by this word. Your sins are forgiven. A sin entered into the world and death through sin. Imagine what forgiveness of sins will bring so you have the right to forgive so it's good that we as christians start getting up and use our blood-bought right that has been delegated by command from the king of kings to start forgiving sins okay matthew chapter 6 just listen to this jesus said pray in this way in this wise okay where am i maybe you use different grammar than i do okay Pray therefore like this, verse 9. Pray this manner, says the King James. Our Father who is in heaven. All right, so it's not only mine, it's our Father. (laughs) Our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. That's God's authority, God's power. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now we've spoken about that. We want heaven to come to earth. Not everyone on earth to go to heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Okay, so that's part of the will of God that needs to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the bread is the bread of life, which is Jesus, which is the gospel. But it's also provision for your daily life. Seed to the sower and bread to the eater. All right, verse 12. And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven, left, remitted, and let go the debts, And given up resentment against our debtors. Hey, it's an acknowledgement of authority. It's not a legalistic thing. It's an acknowledgement of authority. Forgive us our debts, as we also forgiven those who trespassed against us. Okay. So, so just get this perspective. Thank you, Lord. I receive forgiveness, and I and I forgive. I receive forgiveness, and I forgive. Thank you for the command to forgive sins. We have been sent to preach the forgiveness and proclaim the forgiveness of sins. Okay? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil also, as it is in heaven. All right? For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So if it's his kingdom and his power and his glory, and we pray for his kingdom to come, then we probably need to get in line and say what he says, and get in line and do what he's doing. And what is he doing? Well, he's healing the sick and he's forgiving sins. Because he's got a right to do it. He's had to, he's had to wait until the sacrifice of Jesus to have the absolute right to forgive sins. Now he's got it. All right? So he has made you holy. He has washed you in his blood. Man, you, through the flesh body of Jesus Christ, Hebrews 10 verse 10, you've been made holy. Those who have been made holy, verse 14, is forever completely cleansed and perfected so i proclaim to you hebrews chapter 13 verse 38 the forgiveness of sin through this man may it be known clearly understand understood by you brethren that through this man forgiveness and removal of sins are now proclaimed to you and that through him, everyone who trusts believes in him who takes heed to these words are uh, set free from every charge and acquitted from every charge from which they could not be justified and freed from by the law of Moses and given right standing with God. So take care, lest it be spoken of you in the prophets. Oh, you scoffers and scorners, marvel, perish away, for I am doing a deed in your day which you will not believe, even if it be told you. So here's the deed. Hebrews, Habakkuk, out of which it is quoted, Habakkuk 1 verse 5. He says, I will do a, de- a deed in your day which you will not believe even if it be told you. And then just a little bit later on, maybe about verse 9 or so, he says, you are from everlasting, O God. Are you not from everlasting, O God? And we shall not die. All right, so it brings life when we speak a word of forgiveness. People, you can't remain stuck in a mindset rotten identity any longer you need to take the authority that god has given you you need to take it and and live it out the authority is not only for you to be forgiven of sins but for you to forgive sins the authority is not only for you to be loved by god but for the love of god for for you to love people with the love of god all right so love and forgiveness together because love is the demonstration of mercy love is the demonstration of the cross of jesus christ which is the sacrifice bringing forgiveness all right so in matthew chapter 9 and matthew chapter 12 jesus said if you had only known what this means or find go find out what this means in another place sacrifices i have not desired but mercy he says in Matthew 12, if you had known what this means, you would not have condemned the guiltless. So what makes them guiltless? The fact that Jesus died for them. And the fact that they trust in him. All right. So, take upon your lips the words that Jesus put into it. Your sins are forgiven and the penalty is is remitted you're speaking with the mouth of god and you're forgiving the sins of people so that there can be no doubt to the hearer whether they are forgiven or not to tell them if you do this and this and this then god will forgive you you can maybe just ask him for forgiveness that's a a, a very very limited and uh, uh that's a very limited viewpoint which never gets the forgiveness to the believer. It's, it just gets people stuck in the rituals of trying to confess their sins to maybe qualify for some forgiveness from God. Hey, hey, God has given us the authority to forgive sins. To prove to you that God has given to man the authority for, to forgive sins. What is easier to say, rise up and walk, and your sins are forgiven. So I say to you, rise up, you take your bed and walk, and he went. He's given it to man. Okay? Right. So you can... Okay, that's going to take too long. I'm not going to make that comment. Okay, right. So I want to uh, put your attention also on John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Don't know if I covered everything or if I left something out. John chapter 20. Now remember in John chapter 17, Jesus said, Lord, as you have sent me into the world, I have, Father, as you have sent me into the world, I have sent them. So with the same authority that Jesus was sent into the world, you have been sent by Jesus all right, same authority. So you're supposed to be saying what the Father is saying, doing what the Father is doing. And you know what that is by looking to Jesus, because he is saying what the Father is saying and doing what the Father is doing. And Jesus said in John 14, 12, you will do if you believe in me, you will do the works that I do, which is the Father works, because I go to my Father. All right, so with that in mind, just let's read this. Verse 22, John chapter 20. And having said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, it's now his spirit that he gives to them. Receive. Okay, let's rewind. Let's take it from verse 20. So saying, he showed them his hands and his side. And when the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Then Jesus said to them again, peace to you. Just as the Father has sent me forth, so I am sending you. He said it again. He Also said it in John 17. Okay, verse 22. And having said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So he didn't just send you, he gave you his Holy Spirit and sent you. Now, verse 23. Now, having received the Holy Spirit and being led and directed by him, if you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you remit the sins of anyone, uh, retain the sins of anyone they are retained why do people why are people stuck in sin because the church is not uttering words of forgiveness that's why the for, the the last final say for someone's forgiveness is not with god it's with you so when god says forgive your neighbor 70 to 7 times ta- 70 times 7 times it's not to test you and see how much, how far he can, the thorn in the flesh can push you before you start cursing him. It's not about you. It's about setting that person free that needs for, the words of forgiveness spoken over him 70 times 7 so that he can get out of his nonsense. So I'm speaking a word to you. You are forgiven by the authority of the Father By the authority of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, who has sent me with his Holy Spirit to speak these words to you, I declare to you without any doubt on the grounds of the blood of Jesus that your sins are forgiven. Do not doubt this. You are holy before God. You are not guilty. You have been washed clean. There's nothing before God that condemns you in His sight. You are holy as Jesus is holy. May you receive these words deep in your heart. And may it set you free from all bondage. May it set you free from all bad thought patterns, all bad cycles. May it set you free forever from sin in all its forms and manifestations may the blood of Jesus cleanse your conscience like you've never felt it before may you know and experience his forgiveness all right so you need to start speaking boldly the forgiveness of sins to the world and you will see incredible change come in the lives of people People are waiting for God to utter these words. And how is he going to say it if the church don't dare say it? You have the right to forgive. Amen. Thank you for watching. Uh, Bless you, everyone. I'm not going to read all the names now again, but uh, I I see you there. And thank you for, for commenting and thank you for watching. May you just experience God's grace and forgiveness, and may He use you to forgive others. In Jesus' name. See you again uh, Sunday morning at 9.30 for the live Sunday service here at Christ Life Ministries. So uh, be blessed. Enjoy your weekend. Amen.